Hello, I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about why your New Year's resolutions probably haven't worked in the past. And we're going to be talking about some new ways to make resolutions about your writing that actually will work. So, why does this happen? Why do we make these resolutions that we really intend to follow through on? Why do we make these commitments to change our lives and do the thing that is going to lead us to be our real selves and emerge into the role that we want to play in the world? Why, why do we do these? And we, we do them with total seriousness, right? We're not joking around when we make a New Year's resolution, right? We're usually thinking about it. We might be journaling about it, right? We might be scheduling it. We're getting super serious. And yet somehow every year, it seems like you start off really strong and then a couple months down the road, somehow you're back where you started. Why does this happen? Well, it happens for a couple of reasons, but the biggest reason is what I call the flash flood principle. Okay, so here's the flash flood principle. If you go to a barren desert and you send a giant rainstorm, you don't get a beautiful river that's going to feed the fields and transform that desert into a lush garden, right? What instead you get is a flash flood. You get all this rain pouring down with nowhere to go. It, it erupts over everything. It knocks a bunch of stuff out. And then it just reabsorbs into the sand and disappears as if it would never been there before. And it's my belief that a lot of writers, when they're making their New Year's resolutions, they're actually making flash flood resolutions, right? They're trying to change everything at once in such a big way that it's actually not sustainable, right? In the desert of their creativity, they've brought a giant rainstorm of writing or art or dance or whatever that, that thing that really matters to them is, right? They've brought this giant rainstorm, but there's nowhere to channel it to, right? Because the, the landscape has not been prepared for all the rain, and therefore the rain becomes unsustainable. The water, even though it feels torrential at the beginning, eventually just flows in a giant path of destruction and then disappears. Whereas if you just turn on a little drop of water into a desert and you just allow those drops to keep coming, right, in a little concentrated place, eventually you get a little rivulet. If you turn on a little bit more water, eventually that little rivulet is going to become a little stream. And eventually that stream is going to become a brook. And if you just keep that river coming, it's going to be a mighty river. And at that point, if you send a giant thunderstorm, what happens is the water has somewhere to go. It all ends up channeling into that river, allowing that river to flow with even more force and power. And so as you're making your New Year's resolutions this year, I want you to ask yourself, am I making a flash flood resolution or am I building a riverbed? 
So let's talk about how you build that riverbed for your writing. How do you build that riverbed for yourself? Well, the answer for most writers is not locking yourself in a room for a weekend nonstop to write. Because the chances are you might be able to sustain that for one weekend, but the chances are that's not going to happen every weekend, right? Your life isn't going to suddenly overnight change where now all your weekends are just for writing. And furthermore, you probably don't have the skills yet or the stamina yet to sustain that kind of intense weekend where all you do is write. You probably don't have the support system yet, right? Your, your family, your partner, your kids, right? Your friends, they're not necessarily going to understand why you suddenly disappeared from the world and seem to plan to disappear from the world every single day. You probably don't have the support system around you yet. Um, you probably don't have the structural ability yet, right? Because what's going to start to happen if you spend that kind of time is you're going to generate a lot of pages. But you might not have the structural skills yet to go, okay, well, what do I do with all those pages and how do I build all those pages? And so all these things end up stacking up to create a feeling of overwhelm that comes even if you are successful. And it's usually that feeling of overwhelm, that feeling of I can't keep this up, the feeling of this is just too much that ends up leading us to eventually give up. Now, of course, we all want to get you to a place where you can write every day if you choose. We want to get you to a place, if this is your goal, if this is your dream, we're going to get you to a place where if you were in a writer's room, you could deliver three scripts in a week if you needed to. If you were on a write for hire project, you could turn around a draft in 12 weeks or even less time. We want to get you to a point where if you got hired on multiple amazing projects at the same time, you could actually hit your deadlines and deliver it. That's the goal. So we have to talk about how do we build the riverbed, right? How do we build the foundation? How do we build the support system? How do we build the skills so that when you arrive there, you are fully prepared? Um, I'll tell you a little secret about myself which is every once in a while, I make a crappy resolution. Um, my crappy resolution is almost always about getting in shape, right? I, and it is, it is a goal for me. It's something that really matters to me, right? Um, and I will decide, you know what? I'm going to work out today, right? Which seems like a really good goal. Seems like a simple, simple, simple goal, right? I'm going to work out today. Nothing bad could possibly come out of that. But because I'm such an overachiever, instead of doing a simple workout, I'll end up working out for three hours, right? I work my biceps. I work my triceps. I run, right? I push my body to the extreme. And when I wake up the next morning, my arms won't straighten, right? I can't move my arms. I can't walk. I'm too tired to show up at work, right? And that's just another example of a flash flood resolution rather than a riverbed resolution, right? Because if I would just go, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work out for 15 minutes today, rather than incapacitating myself where I can't work out for two weeks, right? 
I would probably leave myself wanting a little bit more, right? I would probably leave myself actually excited to get back to working out the next day, right? And if I could keep that workout small enough that I still wanted more at the end, I would start to develop a longing and a desire for working out. And instead of having to make the same resolution next year or go, you know, today I'm going to work out, it would just become a natural part of my life. So how do you do that with your writing? There are a couple of simple ways that you can refocus yourself and get yourself away from flash flood resolutions and towards riverbed resolutions. Um, the first thing is make your resolutions small Make your resolutions so small that there is no risk of your arms ending up like my arms or I can't straighten them, right? Make your resolutions so small that you can't talk yourself out of them. Because what's going to happen, the human mind is always resistant to change. Um, the human mind actually is there are two parts of you, right? There is a part of you that is called the hold fast ego, right? And the part of you that's called the nascent ego. And, and the nascent ego wants to change, right? We all share that desire. We all want to expand. We all want to be our full selves, right? We all know if you're a writer that we have something we want to say and that there's a journey we need to go on to say it. But we also have this other part of us called the holdfast ego. And what the holdfast ego wants is for things to stay the same. Now, both parts of the ego are very important. Without the nascent ego, without the desire for change, we would all sit in place all the time. No one would do anything new. Nothing would ever change, right? We would just do whatever was easiest at the moment. And without the holdfast ego, there would be no stability, right? There would be chaos, right? You would be uh, a postal worker one day and the next day you would decide you wanted to be an engineer, right? And then the next day you decide you wanted to be a ballerina, right? And it would never stop, right? You would be all over the place if you didn't have a hold fast ego. You'd have no routine. People couldn't depend on you to be the way you were. So we have these two different parts of us, right? The nascent ego, the hold fast ego. And those two parts of the ego are always at war with each other, right? So when you're in a hold fast state, you can feel the nascent going, you got to do something different. You got to change. You got to expand. You got to explore. Don't you feel a little bored? Aren't you capable of more than this, right? Isn't there a bigger dream that you need to be chasing? And when you're in a nascent place, you will hear the hold fast ego going like, I'm tired. Can't we do it tomorrow? You know, we really need to check Facebook. You know, this doesn't feel right yet. Like, it's not the right time. You know what? Let's just watch TV tonight and we'll think about it tomorrow, right? Look, your friends, they're all going out to the thing that they do every year. Don't you want to be a part of that, right? Um, the whole fast ego is going to do everything it can to keep you the same. And the nascent ego is going to do everything that it can to get you to change. And you're going to feel those two parts become loud at times when change is happening. And so it's important to not get angry at yourself for having those two parts. Everybody in the whole world has those two parts, and those two parts are really important. In fact, when we build structure, one of the things we talk about in Write Your Screenplay is really our job is very simple, right? We're first 
powering up the nascent ego so the character wants to change, and then we're hitting the character with holdfast, right? We're always kind of balancing those two parts of our character, just like we're balancing those two parts of ourselves. Both parts are important. The resistance isn't bad. And the dream isn't bad. Both of these parts are necessary parts to being a human being. We just need to learn how to deal with them. So because we know there's going to be resistance from the holdfast ego, there's always going to be resistance. We need to make the goal so small. Even if the big goal, the super objective that we talk about in class, right? Even if the super objective for change is like, I want to win an Academy Award. I'm going to make my own movie. I'm going to get staffed on a writer's room, right? Even if the big goal is huge, we want to make sure that on any given day, in any given scene in your life, the goal is small. The goal is so small that you can't actually talk yourself out of it. The goal is something like, I'm going to write for seven minutes. I'm going to write one page or half a page, right? Um, something that's so small that when the holdfast ego goes, whoa, I mean, do you really have it in you today? Is today the right day? You know, are you inspired? You know, maybe you'll be more inspired tomorrow that you can go, oh, dude, it's seven minutes, right? It's half a page, right? I can do that so quickly. It doesn't matter how tired I'm. Let me just get it done, Right? That's that drip, right? Now, the drip doesn't work with one drip. The drip needs to be a consistent drip, right? Without a consistent drip, you don't get a, rivu a rivulet. You get a hole in the ground, right? We want to get the water slowly flowing. So we want to build a consistent writing schedule. We want to build it in little tiny chunks where every little writing scene is easy to accomplish. And later we can start to grow what that goal is once we've got a river flowing. But at the beginning, we want to keep that goal really small. Even if you have the instinct to grow it, don't grow it, right? Keep it small. Keep yourself wanting more. Keep yourself yearning. We want to build the habit, the Pavlovian repetition. Uh, the next thing is create a sacred place where you go right. Uh, this doesn't have to cost you any money. Find a different seat at your kitchen table that you only use for writing, a different desk, a different chair that you sit in. Go to a coffee shop if that's your thing. If you have all the resources in the world, rent yourself an office. But find a place where the only thing you do is write. You don't check bills there. You don't even bring your cell phone there. Turn your cell phone off. Uh, there's a wonderful app called Freedom that will allow you to turn your internet off so you can't search the web. If you need to do one of those things, you need to make a phone call, don't do it in that chair, at that desk, in that office. Get up and do it somewhere else. When you sit down at that desk, the only thing you do is write. And what this does is it causes an association. And just like Pavlov's dog, you will find that your creative mind starts to salivate when you sit down at that desk that you, when you come to your sacred place, that you don't need to get inspired. You don't need to be inspired when you sit down, that the muse comes for you because the muse knows that you're in your writing place right now, that this is what you do there, whether you're feeling inspired or not. So number one, set your goals really small, so small that you can't talk yourself out of them. 
Number two, create a sacred space. Number three, you want to schedule the actual times that you are going to achieve your goal. Ideally, you're going to make it at a recurring time, right? So I write, for example, let's say you're writing, I write Monday, Wednesday, Friday for seven minutes starting at 9 a.m., right? You want it to be that specific. You want to put it on your calendar so you can't avoid it. You want to schedule that in stone. You want to treat it like a meeting with Martin Scorsese, like a meeting with uh, an interview for your dream job, something you would never dream of being late for. You would never dream of pushing it off. You want to treat it as sacredly as you treat that space. Um, so you want to schedule the exact times, right? I'm going to write on Tuesday. Doesn't do it. I'm going to write from 9 a.m. to 9.07 a.m. Tuesday. We'll do it. You want to show up on time. And when you show up, the only thing you do is write until you have achieved the goal. So number one, keep your goal small. Number two, create a sacred space. Number three, schedule the exact times you're going to do it, trying to maximize consistency. Number four, when you fail, and you will, because you're human. When, you're, when you fail, the answer is not to punish yourself. The answer is always to fix it. And this is the mistake that so many writers make, right? They're like, I'm a writer, I'm doing it. And then one day they skip. One day they don't show up. One day they wimp out. One day they get scared. One day they hit more resistance than they know what to do with. One day they feel blocked and they go, well, I guess I didn't really want it, right? They give up. Now, if you're a vegetarian and you accidentally took a bite out of a hamburger, you wouldn't go, well, I guess I don't want it. No, you'd be like, oh, I, I messed up. I bit a burger. Okay, cool. I'm still a vegetarian. But for some reason with writers, we get crazy about it, right? And it's like, it becomes this all or nothing scenario. Again, that flash flood as opposed to building the riverbed. Or even worse, as writers, what we'll try to do is we'll try to punish ourselves, which is crazy. If you've done any research into punishment, if you know anything about our prison system, you know that punishment doesn't work. Um, if you think about your own childhood where you misbehaved and were punished and then you never misbehaved again, well, you probably know that's not true, right? You did misbehave again, right? That's what we do. And in fact, writers, all artists tend to be rebels, we tend to have a rebellious side in us. And what happens when you punish a rebel? The rebel rebels. And then the rebel doesn't want to play with you anymore. So do not punish yourself. And for writers, sometimes punishment doesn't sound like punishment, right? Sometimes punishment sounds like, okay, I didn't write for seven minutes today. So tomorrow I'm going to write for 14 minutes. And then we miss it tomorrow. We're like, okay, no problem. Wednesday, I'm going to write for 21 minutes. And then we're like, okay, I didn't write for 21 minutes Wednesday. This weekend, I'm going to write for the whole day and I'm going to finish act one. And then somehow you end up really drunk on eggnog on the, on, on over the weekend. How did, how did that happen? It's Monday and you're like, I guess I don't want it. No, it's not that you don't want it. 
It's that if you didn't have the courage or the skills or the strength or the support or the riverbed to write for seven minutes on Monday, you certainly don't have the strength, support, riverbed, etc., to write for 14 minutes on Tuesday, for 21 minutes on Wednesday, right? Or for the whole weekend. And so what we want to do is we want to minimize resistance, right? We don't want to get in that battle with resistance. The whole fast ego is always going to be there, right? We're, we, we're not going to change that. So we have to accept it and we have to find our ways around it. And so the way we find a way around it, when you realize you messed up, if you scheduled your goal right, if your goal can actually be done in seven minutes, the moment you realize you messed up, choose to fix it. You know what? I didn't write for my seven minutes this morning. I Nine o'clock, somehow I ended up in email. It was three o'clock before I ended up out of it. Okay, what happens? No problem. It's 3.37 p.m. right now. I am going to go write my pages. I owe myself seven minutes. I'll be back at 4.44. And you realize seven minutes, it's a long trip to the bathroom, right? You're not going to get fired if you step out of your office for seven minutes. Your, your partner's not going to leave you if you leave the room for seven minutes, right? Um, you're not going to disappoint anyone in seven minutes. And that's why it's so important to keep the goal so small so that you're actually making the choice so that you can actually fix it right there and then when you realize you messed up. No matter how tired you are, no matter how exhausted you are, and if for some reason you fail to solve it, don't push it. Just let it go. You weren't a writer today. And guess what? That's okay. Tomorrow, the important thing is to be a writer and to keep that goal nice and small so that you get those drops of water flowing into what will soon be your riverbed. So we now understand, number one, you are going to keep your goals small. Number two, you're going to create a sacred space. Number three, you are going to schedule the exact times that you do your goals. Number four, when you fall short, you are not going to punish yourself. Instead, you are going to fix it. Number five is the most important though. Because our goal is to grow our riverbed. But often our desire to grow the riverbed, our desire to have the rain fall now, right? The desire to be where we want to get to rather than taking the journey, that's often what actually gets in the way of actually going on the journey. That's often what overwhelms us to a point where the holdfast ego kicks that nascent ego's butt and suddenly it's another year and you haven't become a writer. So this is the most important part. How do you deepen the waterbed? How do you grow the goal? Before you grow the goal, see what happens if you grow the time around the goal. So if you made your goal to write for seven minutes, instead of giving yourself seven minutes to write for seven minutes, see what happens if you give yourself half an hour to write for seven minutes or an hour to write for seven. So I owe myself seven minutes. I'm going to write from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Or if you have a page goal, I owe myself half a page. I know normally I can do that in seven minutes. Okay. Instead, I get a half an hour to write one page or I get an hour to write. Expand the time around the goal without expanding the actual goal.
And here's that what that will allow you to do. On times where you catch the wave, you'll be able to start with that seven minutes and keep going. And maybe you go for 15 minutes. Maybe you go for 40 minutes. Maybe you go for an hour. On days when you're having a rough writing day and you can barely hit that seven minutes, what will happen is you write for seven minutes, you close your laptop, you write your half a page, you close your laptop, and you still know you were a writer today. And now suddenly if you scheduled an hour, you have 53 minutes to do whatever you want. Read a book, hang out with your friends, do something fun, do a little dance, watch a TV show, right? You earned yourself that extra time, but you built that extra time around you so you could have it when you needed it. And you know it's time to grow the goal when almost every time you don't just write for seven minutes, when almost every time you're writing for 15 minutes, you're writing for 20 minutes, you're writing for the full hour, you write for the full hour and you want more. That's when you know it's time to grow the goal, right? We can now, we have a deeper riverbed. We can make the goal a little bit bigger. We can repeat the same five steps and then we can add more water. Repeat the same five steps, add more water. And that process will allow you to develop the skills, the craft, the support system, not overnight, but over time. That process will allow the life around you to gently evolve to fit your writing rather than being shaken up by a flash flood. That process will allow the people around you to come to support you because they understand the way you work and your dedication and to grow their flexibility and their support for you. So you have this support system around you. And most importantly, that process will allow you to grow your skills over time so that by the time you are spending most of your time as a writer, you have the foundations and the skills underneath you to support your writing. And if you want help with that, then I hope you'll join me. We do free classes every Thursday night. And if you really want to take your goals to the next level, we have our foundation classes in screenwriting, TV writing, playwriting, and comic book writing. And if you're ready to grow that riverbed even more, if you've got those foundations laid, if you've got your rhythm built and you're ready to take things to the professional level, we have our ProTrack mentorship program that pairs you one-on-one -on -one with a professional writer. And we have my masterclass that gives you a film school level experience in one Sunday a month. So come study with us, come check us out. Everything's at writeyourscreenplay.com. And in the meantime, have a fabulous holiday, have a wonderful new year and grow your riverbed.